but you know this. You've heard this before. When you think of where you live, what do you see in your head? Who do you imagine? What activities do you think about? Do you think of a city, a country, the Great Plains, a lake, the coast, the mountains, or a desert? parts of your area do you think of? Do you think of the past or the present? Many people create the history of where you live. Some of these events and people are represented in photos from the local newspaper archives. But you know this. You've heard this before. Some stories were never told in the newspaper, but are in other archives, like a diary or a photo album. But these stories still don't tell a complete story of your region. Whose stories are told and whose are untold affect how we conceive of the region. Who makes the decisions of how history is photographed affects how the past is remembered. But you know this. You've heard this before. When you think about these pictures, the ones you see in your head, do you see a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, or a stranger? When you look at the landscape, 
Do you see a, a resource, an adventure, an opportunity, a future? How has the land changed in the last hundred years? How has the community changed in the last 50? But you know this. You've heard this before. How will where you live change over the next five years, 20 years, 50 years? Who will live there? What will they decide is important? How does the past compare to the future? What we take pictures of today will change how we will remember. Who do you take photos of? Friends, neighbors, coworkers, strangers? Who tells their stories? Who tells the stories of where you live? But you know this. You've heard this before.
Hello? Yes. Um, they told me it was important to talk. That uh, besides reading, drawing, and writing, I, that I need to vocalize. That even if I'm alone, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't stay silent. That the actual and purposeful act of speech, not the incidental or mumbling, you know, the talking to self, that talking to myself is important. Since two-way communication is slow, um, I need to talk to myself, talk to myself like I'm having a conversation, not like a letter or a blog um, or a log. That even even though the computer can't, even though even though this computer can stimulate. Even though this computer can simulate conversation, that my my brain for some reason finds it fake. The AI, it isn't real enough. Even though it passes the turning test. Even though it passes the turning test. Even though it passes the turning test. Something to do with a belief in individuality. That the brain, my brain, treats the computer's intelligence similar to a cat or a dog rather than a human, rather than a human, rather than a human. Something about evolution? That I can see myself as an objective self, so I can relate to myself better than I can an AI. I can see myself as an equal, and I just can't see that in a computer. So here we are. A talking cure, a self-talking cure to stay sane or trying to stay sane or to keep the demon that lies in thin air away just for a bit longer. That phrase, to keep the demon away. Um, he, there was one of my, it was Jack, one of my flight instructors he said it like that, like he was quoting from Shakespeare. Like the skies above the desert were filled with corporeal beasts that reigned, whose reign began at 50,000 feet or Mach 2. I've done a lot of reading lately on this journey. Uh, for me, uh, it has been mostly reading. I haven't come across that phrase yet. I've read most of the Shakespeare's comedies. Um, but so far, not a mention of it, of, of it at all. But it, it's a long journey. So there's plenty of time. Maybe there's more to talk about. What do you think? Can you keep me over? Can you keep me company over the next, I don't know, how long did they say this was going to be? You're right. They never said. And... And I do remember they said I'd outlive them all. So they never tried to make an exact guess because they would be dead. Left, they just left it up to their replacements. I think I've almost gotten used to the air here. I, I think I've almost gotten 
used to the thin recycled air. I take a breath. I take a breath. I take a breath and pull the air in. There's nothing really left. My knuckles, they clench a bit. I try to calm down, release my cares. But I can only really focus on the recycled taste of the air. I breathe in, I breathe out. I breathe in, I breathe out. A cycle, a continuum. With every break, my consciousness is flung further and further into space. So how is this supposed to be a positive? How, how to keep me on the correct side of sanity? Or at least that's the theory. So many theories. Most I'll never really understand. Anyway, I'll try this again later. There's calculus involved in how a pitcher throws a baseball, but the pitcher doesn't have to understand the math to throw a baseball. You know this. You've heard this before. You have been listening to You Know This. You've heard this before. This program was written and produced by me. If you have any questions, please uh, send me an email. My email is john at stopgostop.com. I want to thank you for listening. Um, From Evanston, Illinois, my name is John Wenzel.